Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of this year's edition of the Stay and Screamcast. What we were calling Stay and Screamcast 2.0, the Screaming. Of course, I'm your host, Hunter, and with me today, not only do I have my good friend, Duff. Hey, what's up? Nice to be here, bud. Yeah, that's always great. Yeah. You like that title? No. It wasn't planned. I just needed it. It was okay, though, I guess. Uh, The screaming. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work with it. Um, And then we are also joined by good friend of the show and someone that we are both a big fan of, and that is Jonathan from Hung Up on Horror. Jonathan. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for uh, having me. I've been listening... (laughs) This, I mean, stay and scream since last year, obviously, and you know all of your shows that you guys are on, and I think you guys produce great work, and I'm I'm honored to be on be on this the stay and scream cast. But so what we decided to talk about this week is we've decided to call this. Well, we haven't decided to call it anything, but what this show basically is is what I'm going to be referring to as in defense of the HHN 30 scare zones, oh. which might be a weird thing because. You know, it seems like amongst our personal circles, us here at this table, like, the zones are pretty highly regarded this year amongst us as being some of the best zones that we've personally experienced in a minute. However, we've also seen a lot of online opinion that is like, yo, the zones are complete ass this year. And we're all here to give you 10 reasons why we think the scare zones this year actually are pretty great every single one of them you know what this episode is going to do what's that it's going to get people to call us universal shills probably that's all right and this universal is... i'll shill for you all day baby <laughs> that's right just keep on inviting us and this is just a reminder this show is sponsored by the universal orlando resort <laughs> make sure to book exclusive vacation packages available now at cabana bay and the hard rock hotel select night september 3rd through october 31st never go along and without that let's go ahead and hit the bartman kick off this week's episode. Let's go ahead and toss it on over to Duff with number one. Oh, uh, so I enjoy that this has really brought back, especially during the, the times we're in with all the precautions, you know, for a fucking pandemic. Yeah. Uh, brought back interaction with scare actors. Sure. And namely for me, that's going to be in Seek and Destroy. Yeah. You know how you usually have the beautiful stage show? I, I actually, calling it beautiful all the time is not great. But you know how they always have the stage show yeah. in New York? Which can be hit or miss. Which can be it hit works or miss. for the Purge. It- yeah. Didn't really work during oh. Vamp, and uh, didn't really work during Zombie, and... <laughs> it's okay for... Regard, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of just having a stage show that you watch and sit back, it's about the guests. Yeah. They literally will call a guest up and make the show about them. And that is something that we've had similar things in the past, but it's been a while. Yeah. You know, since, since we've had, like, focus, like, on guests like that, it's always been about... Here's the main scare actor, or the music, or, or whatever it is about the zone. But now it's about you, the guest, once again. And a, what I think is a really cool, like that 70s sci-fi, spacey thing going on. You get to be a part of that. And I think that's really awesome. Being a newcomer to the event, I just started going in 28, and then yeah. I, in 29, light, obviously, and now. This Seek and Destroy, in particular, 
is the most interactive zone I've ever experienced. Sure. And like we, uh, Duff and I, we were walking through the through the park, which you've probably heard this if you listen to Agent 365. We were walking through the park, and then these these minions sort of we went up to the stage, and the controller told uh, turns you into what like a, a said you're an honorary controller yeah, person. I mean, yeah, basically he says like you're submitting to him, and he makes you immortal, or they make you immortal. Yeah. Yeah, and then literally just a couple steps afterwards, all these minions made us kneel and look at the obey sign. Like that's just so much fun. Like I've, I've all, I've all heard people say like how much they love scare zones. Yeah. Twenty eight and twenty nine, I wasn't really feeling them. I liked them. I love sure. killer clowns and zombie, but I was like, okay, these are fine. But yeah. I mean, seek and destroy. I think this is finally what's going to make me really love Scare Zones. And Scare Zones are one of those things, like, to be honest, you can have really cool concepts that you're, you really like. Like, a lot of people loved Hellbilly Deluxe because of the music that was pumping in there. Not necessarily because of the interaction they were getting in that zone, right? Yeah. But a lot of the zones that go down as the ones that people remember, um, of course, are things like Van 55 killer clowns and honestly it's really really early so i don't want to say seek and destroy is definitely part of that legacy but that's those are the scare zones that people remember is the ones with that interactive element and if they can maintain that like there's been reports that um the zone is getting better they've added uh basically like victim characters to the zone and they're actually even making like if you're in an rip tour going through the zone they will basically make your entire group kneel down Mm -hmm. those are the sorts of memories that people are going to remember Absolutely. So, Jonathan, what's number two? Why are the scare zones cool this year? Well, I guess I'm going to go to back to New York, uh, which is kind of funny. But I think that they fixed the New York problem that at least I've experienced in that they've added lots of scare actors. Sure. It's full. Like, before New York felt empty. I, I like the zones in the past, even Zombieland. But now it feels like a, a really full and complete zone. You're not just walking through a sea of people. You're walking through a sea of scare actors. And not only are there a lot of scare actors on the ground, yeah. but you have scare actors up in, you know, up in their uh, stages. You have the controller in his stage. You have people looking from above you. Uh, some, there's even little platforms yeah. in the middle of the scare zone that they're sort of standing. So they're everywhere. You can't escape from these things. Yeah. And I, I just love that. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And that's something that New York... And it's also, I think, all the scare actors as well, not only are there a good number of them, but it goes back to what you were just saying, they're really focused on every single character's interacting with the guests. And there's not a lot of dead time where they're not doing so. Yeah, like even one of my favorite examples that there's these people up high shooting, shining spotlights at people. They can shine a spotlight spotlight at someone or just sort of point at them, and then the other actors can get that cue and go towards that person. Sure. So it's like you're you're not just in a scare zone at Universal Studios Orlando. You're in Seek and Destroy's world and they they've got you. Yeah. And I I, I just I adore that. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh. And I mean if if you've ever watched the cast change for this zone, you would know how right Jonathan is. It looks like uh, the march from the sequels in Star Wars. Yeah. You know? Where it's just fucking, March you know, at Hollywood yeah, Studios. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. like just looks like a bunch of fucking CGI characters coming out of you because there's no way there's that many in front of you. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, here, I guess I'll follow up at number three. And this is going to be, I'm going to kind of work mine up from like least important to the most important. But this is something I was pretty heavy on with catacombs and just like personal discussion and everything. I had zero faith in Crypt TV coming into the event. 
And as things started to build up, I'm like, oh, you know, they're doing a little bit more than I expected with Crypt TV because it would have been very, very easy for them to just say, here's San Francisco and we're going to have some of the monsters roaming around and maybe throw up like one or two set dressings. But the fact that all of them are in their environment and every single time I walk through that zone, I'm seeing people have fun in that zone. They might not know the character or actually this thing is... I feel like a dumb horror fan in a lot of ways because apparently a lot more people know these characters than I expected to mm-hmm. because they go seek out their favorite and they go hang out with them. Because so, it's not like they learned them in the last month or anything. Yeah, well, I think even just, like, people... Like, something we haven't... As older horror fa- older horror fans, you know? <laughs> older, but, yeah. but, 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 ooh, but something, like, that I feel like I haven't been as tied to is internet horror culture in general and kind of, like, those characters. Like, you know... Duff, I feel, you know, we're similar in age. Like, we were around for, like, when Slenderman and, like, that sort of thing became a big thing. But we kind of missed Crypt TV come into this thing. And it's just really cool to see this zone that nobody really believed in come out to be what seems to be a fan favorite for people. And even me, who has no attachment to anything, I've never watched a minute of Crypt TV, go, yeah, that's real cool. And if this is how they decide to do something like Shudder next year... If they ever d- decide to go back to that, I am totally on board with that. Well, so I did catch up on Crypt. I knew Crypt TV existed. I've actually watched uh, Sunny Family Cult beforehand and a few other shorts, but like it wasn't something I spent a lot of time with. The announcement, of course, got me to go back and watch a lot more of their catalog. The character design is phenomenal. Outside yeah. of a few cases where it's just a little bit off, there, it's like spot on, yeah. screen accurate, looks great. Um, I still have some nitpicking to do with the zone. It's it's not my favorite by any means. But yeah. to your point, it is better than I expected it to be. And I do want to preface that as well by saying this is my least favorite zone of the event. However, I still think it's more solid than we expected. And it's possibly even more solid than some of the better zones we've seen in preceding yeah, years. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I, I think it's really honorable that they, they pick something. Crypt TV's big, yeah. but it, it's I think it's still it's very niche. And I sure. think it's honorable that HHN said, you know what? We're gonna take this brand and we're just gonna push it out at our you know at argue argue. I think it is like the biggest Halloween event. Yeah. Like at least in the United States. In the States. world. Yeah, in, in the, the world. world. So I, it's just great because now so many more people, you know, like you said, are gonna be able to to a fall in love with the zone, hopefully, yep. and seek out this content and branch out into internet horror, which yeah. I think is just amazing. My little brother, who uh, who's about 10, has has started falling in love with Crypt TV because of its appearance at HHN. Sure. He wanted to catch up, and now he can't stop watching it. So I, I love those niche things that people are now gonna be able to just experience and find out existed. Yeah, and, and it, it's so accessible too, and I think like that's the big thing. Like, you could literally walk through Crypt TV and you're like, oh, you know what, I'm going to go take a break. I'm going to go sit over in a quiet area and watch an episode of Crypt TV. Like, that's probably not happened yet, but it very well could, and that's the big thing. It's not like a movie or a TV series like American Horror Story. You're not going to sit down and watch an entire season of American Horror Story, but it's very easy for you to go, who's this character, and then go find that character, like, right away. Oh, and something else I like? 
I think the Crypt TV bouncing like Hollywood logo yeah, yeah. on the Ghirardelli building is pretty it cool. It looks good. Yeah. That's fun. And that's Especially it. across the water. To go back to Jonathan's point real quick, just to show you how important it is, just look how proud Crypt TV is on Twitter. They are yeah. interacting with HHN fans unprompted. They are tweeting about it nonstop. It's the name of their account currently. Yeah. That They are so proud to have this scare zone. I and can, I can only imagine how much their numbers have soared. Yeah. For, especially for older shows that, you know, they die down. I'm sure they oh, are totally skyrocketing sure. right now. Yeah. And I guess just like one final thing about this zone is it very much reeks in the best way of just being one of those things where people were like, this is that corporate tie-in zone if we got to do it. And then the people putting the zone together go, you know what? We can actually work with this. Mm-hmm. And then that translated into the zone. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what's up next, Duff? Number four. Oh, man. So I'd say my favorite thing about the whole encompassing zones is that they all bring a separate vibe to the event. Completely. So for me, you got Haction, which is just kind of, it's fun. It's dumb fun. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I The story makes no fucking sense. Yeah. But it's fun. Sure. And, and you get to reminisce and just enjoy all these characters. Seek and Destroy, again, back to interactivity. That's kind of what it brings to you, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's got a kind of campy, interactive vibe going on, which I obviously have been really enjoying. Gorewood Forest is, I mean, kind of to its name, the gory, dark zone that um, it even kicks in nostalgia for a lot of people or you know for me it, it fills a hole that I've always wanted yeah. and it provides that vibe that I think Terra Quintus should be and it, it kind of nails it um, so I, I really just appreciate that every time you go into a zone it really has this specific vibe that not only are they different but they execute well and you really feel that atmosphere and 30 years 30 fears like is it the best zone ever no absolutely not does it give you a very specific feeling when you walk through it? A thousand percent. How freaking hype is that uh, classic neon HHN oh, sign oh. walking when in? When those though. flames are kicking? Yeah. Oh, I got a video of it like perfectly as I was walking in the other day. And I think like that's another thing. I don't really have much to add to this just because you completely nailed it. But I guess the thing for me is also all the different variations of the scare zones are represented this year in the sense of... Something like Lights, Camera, Haction is a very much like a modern HHN zone in my mind. And then something like Gorewood is very classic HHN, like something you would even find at Islands of Adventure. And, you know, outside of the obvious relation there, I think it's it's a very classic zone in execution. Yeah. Uh, for my next one, I guess I'm going to go a, a little bit to your point, Duff. Um, but it's more towards the anniversary aspect. Sure. I have n- I have not experienced any of these guys, uh, any of these scare actor, uh, any of these characters. I guess is the best uh, better word. Um, besides the people from Vanity Ball, some people from Twisted Traditions, but most of the people I have not seen before in the anniversary zones. And man, is it the coolest thing for me yeah. to see characters that I've only seen pictures of. Some I haven't even seen pictures of, and sure. to experience them. And it. What it what really does is it makes this anniversary year really feel like an anniversary year to me. That I just I get to finally see these characters I, I've been wanting to see for years. Yep. And that's that's what means you know means a lot for me for specifically the anniversary parts of the zone. Seeking the story is kind of its own thing and Crypty is its own thing, but everything else is just it reeks love of the event from years and years and years. And I just I just I love it. Yeah. So I got a question for you on there. So obviously what fills a hole for me is 
Terra Quintus and seeing Terra Queen. What is the one that you enjoy seeing the most that you've always wanted to see previously? Vamp 55, that ice cream guy. That uh, ice cream man. Yeah. He is... He is. He was on the shirt so last fun. year. He was. Yeah. He he is so much fun. Like every time you walk by him, it doesn't matter what you're doing. He says like, "Do you want to try this?" And he holds like an ice cream with a finger in it or something else. He's yeah. he's great. I I love seeing him, and I I do love seeing Tara Queen for the first time. And she wasn't what I was expected. Well, uh, what I expected, but she's I. She's not what she was before. Not quite. Yeah. But I, I in did, the best way possible. Sure. But I did love seeing her. But yeah, out of all the characters, Vamp 55 is my favorite. I do, I mean, I wish they pumped some of that music in. Uh, but I guess I can get that experience if I just sit right behind there at Mel's. And yeah. I can get the same experience there. Yeah. So it's it's great. Yeah, I think that's a great one. Um, okay, so number six, uh, coming back to me, is very small. But I just know we'll all be in an agreement. And for me... It's the fact that they kept their promise of returning to the Terra Cruentes world yep. for this anniversary. It was supposed to be 15 years. They're still saying it's 15 years, and I'm willing to give them, you know, whatever leverage they need just due to things happening. And who knows, honestly, if this was a zone that would have happened last year. But even if it was not planned then, I feel like the fan expectation broke through, and we ended up getting it this year, if, even if we weren't supposed to. And that's that's really cool to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't know the case, but, man, can you imagine if yeah. we, like, you know, our expectations literally willed that? Yeah. Which I guess at that point, you're looking at Horror Night Nightmares, uh, spec map really doing the work there. Yeah. Uh, they did the heavy lifting if, if that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, <laughs> I've talked about it twice already, how important it is to me to finally get this zone. Yeah. Uh, my first year was 16, so I just missed it. And it's been one of my biggest regrets, regrets ever, not seeing Terra Quintus. Sure. And, um, man, finally getting it. You know, it's it's not the full scale that, you know, I, of course, would have hoped it could be. But it scratches that itch pretty well, I'll yeah. tell you. Cool. What's next for you, bud? Oh, man. Um, so I think what really excites me is the set across the scare zones this year. I feel like... We've had some solid scare zones recently, um, but some of my favorite have been like Killer Clowns, where the set's kind of lacking. You only had a couple Don't really sets. exist. Yeah, You got the ice cream truck. Exactly. And like, every zone this year is kind of built around sets, and I miss that a lot. Uh, I mean, you could even say almost to a fault in some, like Crypt TV, where it's just the sets, and they're on stages, and that's it. But that's such an important detail of not only scare zones, but the entire event to me. Yeah. Is, is the beautiful set work they do here and the set dressings at Halloween Horror Nights. So getting to see it in every single zone and getting to see that scare actors get to interact with them, uh, it, it just helps make everything a little bit better to me than maybe it would have otherwise been. And to me, I got to kind of wonder if some of that is a carryover from like last year when they were trying to figure out how they were going to do oh, scare zones. I, sure. event. But honestly, I hope this level of scare zone detail continues for the next decade of HHA. And I think when you have that many sets, you also get the added aspect of, look at how many aerial scare actors there are that yeah. are up on platforms and up on stages, and that just adds another element, you know? It's adding space to the scare zone without actually adding square footage to the scare zone. Sure. I guess, I actually was funny because I was going to talk about the seemingly pandemic protocols the zones took took shape, you know, having having uh, heights, having yeah. stages, having lots of other cool things. But one of the most interesting parts for me that I, I don't know if this is 
this happened in the past before. But are the triggers, there are tons and tons of triggers in pretty much every set you see. And I was kind of worried, I'm like, oh no, that means every time I go through a zone, I'm gonna have to put my hands over my ears because it'd be too loud. But it's not too loud, yeah. it's just enough that it will get a scare or it will improve a set or it will let the actors do what they want to do in order to get the desired effect. Sure. And I think that is so clever and that is something that needs to be carried on for future years. It is it is something that I, I, I deeply appreciate. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's really great. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, how are, you, how, are you not a fan of, how are you not a fan of triggers yeah. at, at Halloween Horror Nights? That, you know, especially in an event where it's limited who and like how much people can use their actual voice. Yeah. So having those triggers is a huge part of it. And, you know, there have been times where in zones and even houses where that's missing and it takes away from it because audio is obviously a huge aspect of scares, really, yeah. just in general. Scares, you know, audio is massively important. It can be the most sure. important part. So, you know, um, I'll take triggers all day, every day. And it's not even oversaturated because it seems like every set does have them, but it doesn't feel like you're walking through the zone and every time you walk through, you're going to get like three triggers. It, it's literally up to the actor's discretion. And I, I, I love it. I, I think it's a, it's a great detail. Yeah, that's a great point. So I'm kind of stuck in between two here. So I'm going to ask you guys, option one or option two? Because I think they're both on the same playing field for me. I'm going to go option one because I feel like that's where your heart really is. Okay. I, I, I mean, I guess I'll go with option one too. Option one, okay. <laughs> in this case, I'm going to bring up something that we are all a huge fan of. And this will be my last point before I guess I pitch you guys on what I consider to be a group opinion, and hopefully you guys are on that. But finally, the fog is kicking this year. Oh, I don't know yeah. what it is, oh. but like Terra Quintas is like almost unseeable through that zone, especially later yeah. in the evening, yeah. which completely adds to it because I am somebody that does not get scared in scare zones. And every time I walk through there and my vision is completely covered, I'm like, this is the time I'm going to get God in a scare zone. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I have that concern. Again, I'm not someone at this point, who, you know, I look for scares. They don't come at a high level usually. Yeah. Walking through Terra Quintus, when you know you're by the Knuckle Grunt cave entrance and yeah. you can't see shit through yeah. the fog, you're like, <laughs> I'm about to end up on my fucking ass. Yeah. Hashin's got a great number yep. of fog in several yep. spots. Um, you know, less so in Seek and Destroy, but there's elements of it. Um, even the 30 Years 30 Fear Zone has some great atmospheric to it. Yep. And I think that's just a huge thing is the zones feel deep because of that fog. And I feel like that one comes up, and that was option number one for me, just because as great as HHN Light was, that is something we did not get last year at all, was fog in the scare zones. You remember the rumor that there would be no fog? Yeah. the COVID precautions. Well, they did the exact opposite. Yeah, there's more. There's there's more than ever. Y'all ever seen the ending of Crimes of Grindelwald? That's what's happening in the... That's what's happening through the scare zones right now. The fog creates a natural barrier from COVID. Yeah. So you see, it's actually safe. You, you get missed it, baby. It's like they took the amount of fog they had planned for 2020. <laughs> Double the, no, the amount of fog they had planned for 2021 and just combined it. Like, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right, um, what's our group one? The group one, I wanted to pitch you guys on this, but I was really thinking, I'm like, what is something we all agree on that hasn't even got brought up yet? And for me, that is 
the change, not really the change, but the implementation of making Jack the spirit of HHN and him having free reign to run around the park this year. Because I think it's one of those things, he is the icon for HHN. He was the first of the HHN icons. He is being used in very interesting ways. He's kind of the icon, but also not in a way. But his presence is felt throughout the park. He's on the voiceover of Haction, and he really seems to be liking hanging out with Eddie over at Lights, Camera, Haction. And it's having the opportunity to see that character in multiple places throughout the night, I think it's really cool, and it's something I would love to see that return in some sort of way with other characters in the years going forward. Oh, it's... So, I'm going to be honest. I had concerns at first about this. I mean, you, one, you have the... He's done this before. He's done this many times. Yeah. In the last anniversary year, he was the face. So, it's kind of like, are, is this exactly where we're going again? The same yeah. exact route? But the way they've done it. Yeah. And specifically, to your point, the free roam he's had has... <laughs> I've loved it. I haven't experienced it much in person. Yeah. Um, when I've seen it, it's been fun. But the videos I've seen, of course, my favorite being him, like, hanging off the back of a Pargo, yeah. driving past a queue of people <laughs> with his megaphone. Like, yeah. I, it's just my so friend Emily, much fun. My friend Emily said she saw him basically doing burnouts yeah. over by Haunting of Hill House it, in I, a golf cart. I just can't imagine, like, anything better, really, yeah. than <laughs> Jack just having fun at the event and this is where all the people that were like ah jack again are like oh fuck we gotta reset we gotta see jack it's pretty cool now yeah Yeah. it's so weird because as uh you know as someone who just came in 28 i don't have much uh i don't have a relationship with with the character yeah i i don't i really don't know much about him and uh, throughout his i i think he's i think he's good he's a good character sure but when i see him in the park, particularly when he's roaming around, yeah. it's not only me saying, oh, that's really cool, that's Jack, but also the energy that surrounds him yeah. of everybody, like everyone crowds up depending on where he is and goes, hell yeah, Jack. And yeah. that just, that makes me feel so good inside. It's so cool watching that. Even if I don't have a relationship with the character and I have really no connection to it, yeah. it's almost like I sort of feel it. From everybody else. It's the sense of community that Jack brings is, is really what it is, I think. And I think I kind of feel bad because I lose that when you don't see him, you know? Yeah. You're like, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I love him. But, like, you know, he's, he's, he's cool. But then you see him again and you're like, the energy this character has and he brings to the event, especially when it's, you know, the big guy, the main yeah. guy, James. Um, the way he handles that character. Yeah. And, you know, what everyone else does that he's now created that that's who jack is and that's the way he commands an audience nothing's like it well that's exactly it and i think that's a big thing you know my good friend kenny has always said hhn's the biggest party on the planet when it's running and um you know you have this entire theme park to get drunk and go through haunted houses and have a great time and that is exclusive to jack being the icon we might we love the usher we are coming around on the storyteller. Eddie's really cool. The caretaker's great. But none of those characters have anywhere close to the same vibe that Jack brings in this sort of atmosphere. And I think that's the big thing. And it's awesome to see him not get a renaissance. That feels weird. But for him to have his moment again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his moment to literally, as we brought up earlier, have fun. Yeah. You know? He doesn't have to ever take this serious role in this event outside of the ads. Yep. He just gets to walk around, 
dick around and have a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Uh, I forgot. It was it was someone interviewed him in front of uh, the facade for the Icons house. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, I don't care if I don't win the Icons, the Icons house, but I'm still on all the merchandise. Like yeah. that makes me happy." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a huge part of it, and uh, just. There's something about that character that does not translate until you're with that character. Yeah. And that, that's all it is, you know? Um, it's nice to have you back, Fred, especially for the 30th anniversary. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure, and I'm enjoying it a lot more than I honestly thought I would, so kudos. And I guess one last thing that I really like, too, is they're using the original version of Jack for those around-the-park experiences. They're yep. using the white clown suit with the fluffy red pom-poms, yep. and it's pretty cool. Uh, the way that costume just jiggles as he runs around. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I think that's great of a spot as any to go ahead and wrap up Stay in Screencast this week. I would like to go ahead and thank my guest for being here. Thanks for being here, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. This was really fun. This is the best one we've done yet. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. We've got we to gotta step up our game next time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who can we get? Jack. Jack. Yes. Exactly. Jonathan, if the folks want to keep up with you, where's the best place to do that? Oh, um, so if you guys don't know, I run a, a podcast called Hung Up on Horror with my good friend Christy. Uh, and you can find that on any podcasting platform uh, you know you listen to. The podcast is called Hung Up on Horror. And we talk about HHN, uh, but not only HHN, but horror movies and other haunts in the Orlando area. Possibly in the California area. We're going to be heading to Agent in Hollywood real soon. Nice. Maybe we'll hit up Knots depending, you know, depending on things. Um, but we're going to have a lot of lot of stuff. Uh, so if you guys are interested in haunts, like come check us out. Well, I think we're a pretty good podcast. That's hopefully. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, for for socials, if you want to find us on social media, just hung up on horror. You'll find it if you just type in hung up on horror on Twitter or Instagram. We'll be there. Uh, so yeah, that's like. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's real cool, and honestly, you do a great show over there. You guys both do, and I can't wait to hear what you think about your West Coast trip. That's awesome, and you definitely owe it to yourself to make it a knots if you can. For definitely, sure. yeah. That's the closest like competitor we have to this big boy out here that we're currently sitting in. Agreed. So, yeah. hey, I'm I'm just excited to see the famous black walls. Like, I can't tell you how excited I. <laughs> it's am. It's like your Jungle Cruise joke, the backside of water, but it's the famous black walls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Every time I walk into like one of those rooms, I'm just gonna start clapping. Like, you did this. I love. It. You this know, I said thing. Jungle Cruise, but that's actually who Jack reminds me of this year. You know how Peter Pan has free reign to kind of roam wherever oh. he wanted, at least back in the day. Oh yeah, it's kind of like that. And yeah. in Disneyland. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. which is great. But uh, yeah, Duff, thanks for being here, bud. Yeah, always a pleasure. Um, if, if you weren't aware, I'm here to represent the HHN 365 of this collaboration show we got going on. Um, HHN 365, a Halloween Horror Nights podcast. You can find us on any platform, any podcatcher you use. And then on socials, we are at HHN365. What's been going on over there? Are you guys going to have a Hallow Scream review up pretty soon? Oh, yeah. So we're going to get our uh, Hallow Scream review up. We had uh, Nico and Mike there opening night, getting some coverage in. Um, Hallow Scream Orlando, right? Hallow Scream Orlando, yeah. We didn't do Tampa yet. Uh, I got the pass, and Nico has the pass to go over there whenever we'd like. So we'll be doing that and hitting up Orlando a few more times. Uh, we have a YouTube channel now, HHN365. So uh, we got our first video out recently, and... Um, at least weekly, uh, forever. So, you know, come yeah. check us out. Nice. 
And if you want to keep up with me, the best place to do so is right here on the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Like Duff said, Stay in Screamcast updates every single week recorded live from the event, but it goes up on the Catacombs feed and HHN 365. So if you want to hear next week's discussion, which we don't know what that is yet, <laughs> you can check it out on the HHN 365 feed. We've got one other episode from this year um, on this feed, and you guys have the first episode up uh, on your feed, which is technically the second episode. Anyways, it's a whole mess, but there's lots of Stay in Screamcast content coming your way. We're really just starting to kick off HHN season here. It's kind of weird because despite this, I feel like time is slipping through my fingers. Yeah, it's, for, it's, it's really the worst. And I've feeling. been here every night that I can be here. I think the second night of the event, that Saturday, when it ended, I was like, oh my God, the first week's over. It's because oh, there was no. no Sunday. Oh, no. Yeah. That Sunday really threw us for a loop. But yeah. So, hey, if you do want to keep up with me on social media, though, the best place to do that is at Diz Vincent Price. That's D-I-S Vincent Price. And I'd like to go ahead and thank you all who donate to the drink uh, sponsorship that we do here on the Stay and Screamcast. Uh, nobody chipped in this week, but that's totally okay. If you want to, just hit me up at said something, and we'll give you a shout on the show. You don't have to. It's really appreciated, Does though. Does that mean drinks are on Jonathan this week? Drinks are on Jonathan. Hell yeah. Exactly. One per ID. Duff and I will be lady and tramping in just a minute. So for now, I just want to say thanks for listening. Jack's going to eat your ass. And thanks for screaming with us. Now get out.